Welcome to the Making a Runner podcast. I'm your host, Nick, a running specialist by kineticist and coach. And I'm a co-host, Davey, aka Davey on the Run. Through our shared knowledge and experience, we unpack the fascinating topic of running. We speak to coaches, athletes, subject matter experts, and everyday enthusiasts to help you improve your running. And ensure that you enjoy every step of the way, wherever the road or trail may take you. This is how runners are made. It's how runners are made, baby. Oh yeah. I kind of faded out when they first said you terminal. Running is an immunosuppressor. So basically it affects your immune system. When you're running, you are breaking down your immune system. We are at a higher risk of infection, at a higher risk of injury, you know. Now, for someone that is terminal and someone that has a, a potential of dying today, how did that affect you mentally? And as soon as I made that realization or, or had that paradigm shift, I started believing in, in more than just going for a park run. Yeah, I was ecstatic finishing the comrades, I must say. And no one can tell you anything about yourself. If you've done the comrades, you've accomplished something that, that no one can take away from you. And that's a lifelong lesson, and a lifelong lesson that you've taught yourself as well. Hey Nick, did you know that it's a cool idea to eat a nutritious diet packed with loads of fiber? Oh yeah? Yeah, you should Google it using Cool Ideas Fiber Internet Solutions. I hear they've been voted number one internet service provider for customer service. Yeah, and you'll get hold of them faster than the fiber can work through your system. Nicola! Davide! Hi. How's it going, bro? Good in yourself, You man. got through the year. It's not done yet. This is the end. <laughs> We're done. Uh, yeah, I got through the year. It was a good year. It's, it's been a very productive year. What what would you say are some of your highlights of this year, my boy? Yeah, I actually have a few. Eh? Um, Let's go personal highlights first. Personal? Yes. Non-running related? Non-running related. Let's see my, if you get this my right. My wife would kill me if I didn't say <laughs> getting married. <laughs> so Good getting man. married was the first one. Uh-huh. Secondly. Running or, related now. Right. Thank goodness. I don't have any other personal. <laughs> um, comrades. 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 I mean, 2022, yeah, was actually a bit of a low year for my running just because I didn't get to do as much because of comrades because we obviously, like, you decide you're going to do comrades and then, like, that's all you pretty much train for. So didn't, I got to do a 21K PB, which actually, now that I think about it, was really good. But, like, the shorter, faster stuff that I really like, uh, we just didn't focus on. And then... The mar- we didn't do any marathons because we had qualified for Cape Town with Cape Town. We didn't race any marathon the, the previous pre- yeah, year. Yeah, the previous year. So yeah. it was pretty much just all hands on deck for comrades. Um, and yeah, you, you know how that panned out for me. So it was, it was an epic year regardless because I got to do comrades and achieve that dream. Um, didn't get my goal. So that's the disappointing part. And mm. I've, I've just been spending so much time recovering from it. So... Mm. Yeah, the year has been, it's been filled with a lot of other stuff. But I guess we learn, we learn to bounce back from uh, situations that don't go according to plan. And, you know, at the same time, you've you got to see it as another year of training, another year of building blocks I, on I top feel of like your... I, st- I feel like I took, a, I took a step back though. But I'm very excited for 2023. The thought of, of us doing a fast uh, marathon um, yeah. really excites me because obviously I know I can do a fast marathon and and trying to go under that 240 
uh, markers now in my crosshairs and then and then doing some shorter stuff two yeah. oceans which yeah. we're both doing yeah i'm really excited for that and then as you know today i <laughs> entered into comrades <laughs> but just to get my back-to-back medal so i think 2023 is going to be a great year but what about you my friend uh, a my favorite own. personal moment come on favorite personal moment i think it would starting be making starting making a runner making a runner i would <laughs> really? say it's been the best thing yeah we're 20 episodes well, i meant to say that as well no i'm glad you told okay. the truth and i'm uh, getting married is good i got married last year so <laughs> okay. i didn't have that but second best runner, for me was making a runner there 20 go. episodes guys this is uh, episode number 20 uh, we started early in the year, April. So it's been a fantastic journey for us. We we really have enjoyed it. Uh, the people that we've met has been has been nothing short of fantastic. Let me, let me ask you a tough question. Hey. Tough question, but you got to be honest. Who who's your favorite guest been? No, I can't. Answer you got to You got to Gun to your head. <laughs> gun to your wife's head. Maybe you do not put a gun to my wife's head. We're not having this discussion. I've enjoyed different parts of different podcasts. I think, you know, the, the knowledge that we've managed to, to get say from... you enjoyed them all. I did enjoy them all. There you go. But all for different reasons, you know. Yeah. All, uh, whether it's the story that we're getting from it, the knowledge that we've gotten from certain guests, the inspiration from others, uh, you know, the, the understanding that we're never going to be as fast as uh, someone like Jenna Chalindor. <laughs> Uh, you know, all, all of those things, you you learn a lot through other people. And that's why I think making a runner has been one of my highlights for the year. And then running, obviously, that was comrades. As you said, we we both poured our hearts and soul yeah. into comrades. So it's only it's only normal. We Onwards and upwards. At the same time, we've got to see it as another year of solid training, another year of following a plan, another year of showing up and, and just trying to build on top of what we have previously done. So I think all in all, it's been a fantastically successful year both personally it's been, and a, it's been an inspirational year it, and, it really has been and it wouldn't have been made possible without our listeners to the podcast because obviously you guys keep us keep us coming back and doing this um before before we start today's conversation i want to just ask you davy yes what have you learned this was not scripted so i can't it is scripted it on, on it's, it's on the script what have we learned uh, this yeah, year what yeah. have you learned this year <clears throat> One thing that you've learned from all the guests that we've had yet. I didn't get to prep for this question. Oh, Nick. What have I learned? Uh, what have I learned? I don't, you know, I think I'm quite, as you know, I don't really listen about like, I I, I, I choose what I want to hear. Um, so I don't think I've, I don't want to say like something specifically that I've learned, but I've been more inspired than ever from all the guests that we've had. And just, learning so much about all the aspects of running hearing from elite runners hearing from people like turbo trav you know who go through like really crazy situations hearing from the guys from live village you know i I just i really enjoy all the stories listening to the doctors um uh, dr martin like it's it's been it's been a lot to take in baby gun to your head what have you learned (laughs) my man i'm trying to circle that question (laughs) what have you learned davy Never give up. <laughs> okay, that's a, that's a fair enough comment, is it? I mean, that would that would uh, chat that would speak to the inspirational stories that we've had uh, on the podcast. So ne- never give more. up. And do you know who else has the story and the and the and the laugh goal of the laugh motto of never giving up? Who, Davey, Tell me. Well, that, well that's going to be our guest today. Our guest today, guys, is is Brad McNeil. 
he's not a fancy runner. He's no, not no, someone that you no. you'll know about. You he's, you would you would walk past Brad on the street, think he's a very normal guy. You would see him, you would see him at the finish line of comrades and think oh, that guy just finished he's comrades. Just run comrades. He's just going, which he has. But, but but he's done it defying death. Yes, quite uh, literally. In 2017, he was diagnosed with a terminal liver disease, uh, which basically gave him five years to to live. Um, so if you fast forward five and years, if you do the math, 2022 plus five is 2022. So and in 2022, he completed comrades. So he he is defying all odds, and he should be dead. He should be at dead at the end of the year. He is an ultra marathoner. He's a, a big organ donor foundation ambassador. He's an extremely inspirational individual. I know him personally through the running club. He's also, his contribution to the sponsored runners of our club has been fantastic. It just shows what a big heart this guy has. But bigger than his heart, I think from today's conversation, what Davey and I learned is mental strength. You know, mentally yeah. this guy <laughs> is, is next level. And, and, and if I have to ask my question that I asked you, Davey, what have I learned this year? What have you learned? What this have year? I learned? I think mental strength is severely underrated. That's a good one. I also choose that one. So, guys, uh, we really hope that you enjoyed the final episode of Making a Runner for the Year. But we will be back. We'll be back in the new year mm. with some uh, new year, some s- cracker episodes. Some cracker episodes. We've got ambitions. <laughs> we've, we've, we're trying to figure Just out like our goals. We're trying to figure out. We'll give our guests a little a little insight. Yeah, we're trying to figure out how to bring you guys really good quality episodes on phone. Uh, we we want to bring telephonically. You, telephonically, we want to bring you guys more guests that that aren't just based in Durban. So we're currently <laughs> figuring it out, but I'm excited about it. So guys, make sure to listen all the way to the end. This is an extremely inspiring story. It's a kind of story that gives Davey goosebumps. goosebumps. And it's that feel-good story to get your year ended off with a bang and starting 2023 off on the right foot. So here it is, guys. Bradley McNeil... Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. So, Brad, thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, We're very excited to have you on the show and very excited to hear your story. Let's dive straight in. Tell us a little bit about your background. So, yeah, I was kind of a more short-distance athlete in the beginning or in my primary school years. I can't really say athlete then because it was almost like crash boys running from one wall to another. Um, and then never ever really came first or second or third, but then always just maybe getting into running somewhere in the relay team or something like that. And then just before high school or in high school, I started uh, focusing on hurdles and that got me pretty far. I made Transvaal sub-juniors in those days. It was Transvaal before Gauteng came out. And then from there, I went to a boarding school that didn't do athletics. So it was just a, almost like a farm school type of thing. And it was all part of my own journey because I got some form of diagnosis from the age of, or young age of grade two. Yes, well, what was that first diagnosis? So that the first got? diagnosis was a autoimmune disorder called ulcerative colitis, which is just, uh, to put it simply, as ulcers in the large intestine or large colon, which bleeds a lot. Um, especially if you're under stressful situations, it kind of flares up. And it was rather an embarrassing couple of childhood years because you'd be at school and you'd suddenly have this absolute urge that you need to go. 
and it would be a bloody mess and sure. you have to have change of clothes you have to yeah so it was sure quite a that was great too hey? that was in grade two yeah and how long did that happen or continue to happen well before? it was continual yeah. because there i don't think there was enough experience if i can say from the doctors or i just remember going from one doctor to the next specialist i was tested for balazia i was tested for this tested for that um and yeah it was just continual uh, array of tests that kept on happening and that's an autoimmune disorder that's lifelong can't be cured it can only be managed is that correct so they can remove part of the colon um and then you'll have a colostomy bag so you'd have obviously that wouldn't go through your gut from there um they would be able to then repair it over time and then just shorten your colon as and time is needed even today they would treat some of the colon cancers like that that remove sections and and continually treat until there's no colon basically and that you've mentioned that obviously does that put you at a higher risk for colon cancer definitely yeah so i have to i go every year for colonoscopies just to make sure that there's no uh, cancer or colon cancer so that's pretty incredible that you were able to still find the love for for running even at such an early stage with these complications that you had at the start so, like I said, it was embarrassing days. I mean, yeah. you'd, you'd jump off right a starting block and realize that you're in a, a bit of a cuck situation. But always having a, I, I'm pretty much a hygienic from being small. So I was always had a, a bit of an obsession over making sure I'm 100% yeah. around people and stuff. And so, yeah. But I also read somewhere that you you couldn't be in the sun. Is that so, how did that work? Yeah, that medication that as soon as I got the formal diagnosis, then they obviously start treating. Um, and the medication is almost similar to like a chemo type of pill to suppress the immune system. And that kind of flares up in the sun. So as soon as okay. you're in the sun, you'll get like red rashes, itches, um, even lesions and at one stage I actually started scratching my skin off so you got like massive welts and mm-hmm. there's areas on my body where the, the skin uh, pigment hasn't actually come back where it remained just completely. So, so you got diagnosed in grade two you say? Correct. And yeah. then so you've pretty much just lived with those um, with it until you know current period? Yes I've are you still currently today, living with it. Currently living with it not on as much a rigid treatment schedule. I've just basically taken a lot of stress factors out and a lot of the stress factors was actually, I'm going to say diet related. Um, so controlling certain foods um, more than actually controlling the, the actual condition. So anything that would cause a flare up, I've basically cut out of my diet. So you managed to learn about your body and figure out what works, what doesn't work through like an elimination process it was and you're managing it a lot better in that sense now. Definitely. It was a long process. It didn't happen overnight. And generally the what I would find is something would happen and two weeks later the actual flare-up would, would occur. So we took, uh, it was a process of elimination. It was dietitians involved yeah. as well. I eliminated all glutens, all sugars, all everything. And Anything slowly, that irritates that gut. Yeah, slowly introduce one item back at a time. So you say that's pretty much that, that initial condition that you correct. were struggling with, yeah. correct? You, you got into hurdling, you then got into high school, you then sort of fell out of running because you were in, a, in a, an environment that didn't further your running. How did you, how did you come back to it? So it was quite a long process. I mean, we basically finished school 
um, I went into Vitstech. Uh, we started doing a bit of rescue, and in rescue, you do a bit of running. You had to be fit all the time. And that was probably the first time I ran a, a 5K and actually realized I couldn't actually run as far as a 5K. I didn't, however, pursue running at all. It wasn't on a list of top priorities at that stage. It was just something that I would prefer to have avoided due to the embarrassment yeah. and, and life. It was just you know, rather more of a fear to do than a want to do. But you can't live your life in fear either. No. And, no. and there were dreams that I had as a child watching things like Comrades and other things. That just such inspirational stuff that I still wanted to achieve. So, so when you were running, you loved running, but you stopped running you know, pretty much out of the fear of, of everything that was happening to you. You didn't want to continue running, but you knew in the back of your mind that it was, it was something that you, that you loved doing. It was definitely, I could, would say, one of my top passions. I enjoyed, well, I tried to play rugby once, but that was an absolute disaster. <laughs> I mean, that you know, was a 15 minute that was off the field and back on <laughs> halftime off the field. Oh, it was, you know, it didn't work out very well. But yeah, the the running was, was definitely my passion. And obviously because of one or all that hurdles, making that Transvaal sub-juniors, that actually left a, a good mark in my in my life that yeah, I actually wanted like to highlight. carry. It was a highlight, yeah. So now we fast forward, when, when was Vitz? When were you? That was 98, 99. So 98, I matriculated in 99. I was in Wits Tech. So did a little bit of running there. Yeah. Sort of fell away from it. When okay. did you start again? So I actually got diagnosed with the next condition, sclerosing cholangitis, which is part of the, an autoimmune disease. Um, and it moves on from ulcerative colitis. Sclerosing cholangitis is not very common but it can be related in some way, which is part of the liver condition. And in that time, I fell into quite a, a dark space in my life. So it, was, it wasn't nice to hear that you are terminal. Um, you've got five years, and the only hope we have is a genetic matched liver transplant, a lot of technical terms that just uh, I kind of faded out when they first said you terminal. That was mm. the... the so yeah, you were actually, that, that's, that's unbelievable. You were given five years. Correct, yes. In 2017. In 2017. So you, so you should be, this, yeah, is, this is, so we're at the end of 2022 now. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, I think I escaped the grave this year. Um, <laughs> I believe there's only a couple more days left, so yeah, we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll just focus on that. Um, but I, I basically have realized that without you, there is no you in this world, and I have to look after the you, which is in this case obviously me using it uh, mm. metaphorically. But then, so you were you were given five years to live um, yeah. unless you could find a a liver liver match, L- liver match, genetically transplant. matched and transplant. Now, what are yeah. what are the chances of percentage wise? I mean, you're on a list. There, there is a list. Um, you have to be critical enough for them to even um, move you up the lift or list or bump you up the list. So you haven't actually. got a, a liver yet? No, I haven't had transplant. That's even yet. more stressful, I thought. <laughs> yeah. So you haven't got the liver yet? No, I haven't But got you've been given five years to live. And I'm on it. <laughs> and you're on it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. This is, this so situation is serious. Yeah. yeah. So, so um, yeah, you, you have to be critical enough to actually be bumped up on that list. And then you still have to be genetically matched. So there are chances that 
you're living, your survival is anyway very low once you've had a genetic match and once you've had the transplant because your body will still reject it. So you're still going to be on autoimmune or immune system suppressants um, to stop your body from attacking the transplanted liver. And the survival there, if your body rejects, is a month. So sure. you you stuck with hard choices. Um, so we use the one that we have yeah. until it, it fades or gives up and then wow, yeah, we'll, yeah. we'll play so the next. So to go back part. to that moment where you were told this is at your terminal, you've got five years left to live, and you then think back to, like you're saying, you had these dreams and aspirations of doing something like comrades or re- return back to the running. So was that sort of the pin that dropped and you decided to, let me see what I can do, how I can manage this condition better and how I can push my body to to get to these dreams? So I started believing that doctors are doctors, they're going to give you the prognosis. And yeah. fortunately, my doctor is very straightforward. So I told him the one day I ran a park run and I can't get it under 20 minutes. So he said, oh, I forgot um, to mention to you that you're terminal. So if you want to run under 20 minutes, you're going to probably kill yourself along the way. Um, so he was quite straightforward, quite blunt. He didn't. He told me, don't expect anything. He said, um, I forgot to tell you that you're terminal. Yeah, he had already told me that you're terminal, and he was just being sarcastic uh, at okay. that point. <laughs> yeah. Just yeah. a gentle reminder. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Did you forget that you were terminal? Yes. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. So typically, when you when obviously like someone says you're terminal, you generally what take it easy. <laughs> so, like I said, I went into a dark hole. I thought depression, sadness. I felt my condition. Like yeah. I, I lived it. So I started believing in the the fatigue. I was a, a person that would get up at 6 or 7 in the morning and by 10, 11 o'clock in the day, I'd say, I'm calling it a day. I'm too tired. I'm too fatigued to carry on. And I can still say, till this day, I still have that same fatigue, except that I don't give myself the chance to yeah. actually um, live it. Yeah, the, the mental strength that you must have, you know, just to, I mean, obviously you've run, you've run Comrade since, which we'll, we'll, yeah. we'll get on to, but it's unbelievable. Uh, obviously, you know, you know, if I've put myself in your shoes, it's, um, it's, a, it's a very scary, scary thought. Uh, if Nick, you were told that you were, yeah. you had five years to That's live. It's not something that you wish upon anyone, but yeah. I think Brad has taken that and, and turned it into something that, is really powerful and really positive in his life and has turned it into a cause like a, a, a purpose somewhat to to pursue these dreams of yours so i'm i'm actually very impressed with the the change that i had in my life um as soon as i started realizing that i'm gonna let go of what is said and what is gonna happen and actually start living and as soon as i made that realization or or, or had that paradigm shift I started believing in, in more than just going for a park run. And obviously the park run I thought was, was tough mm. and it was tough. I mean, I'd have run that park run hard and go home, have a shower and go and climb into bed because I thought that was the end of <laughs> the day. The end of the day. <laughs> yeah, and then we got down into lockdown and lockdown we only let out to run for those couple of days in the or for exercise in the mornings. And that's where I actually started picking up. And yeah, lockdown did some <laughs> funny things to people. Hey, like when you when you're meant to be indoors in a confined area, you're like, well, this is a challenge. Like, that's how I met Davey. Actually, he came <laughs> to see me after a marathon in his uh, courtyard, 
and he realized that he only ran in one direction around yeah. the courtyard and developed like a sore <laughs> hip because he was always turning in the same way. But he so could, I still he, live with it to this day. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe it. Yo. So, I mean, yeah. lockdown, you started running and you started yes. taking it a little bit more seriously. You started doing it more consistent. Yeah, so I started being more consistent. I mean, the first run was like an 800 meter run and I thought, okay, great, that was good for today. Um, and... I got it up to eventually like three Ks and then just running through the state eventually getting it up to five Ks and eventually seven Ks a day was was actually becoming and achievable. Then, and, and now the run, running bug bites. And then you suddenly start to feel like maybe I should do like one competitive <laughs> run, you know, not just, <laughs> just running one. the estate. And so I tried that trail running, Kaysian trail running, 10k or a, uh, no it was a 5k at the village sorry that was my first right uh, bike and that was actually last year so last year about august sure. was, what was i think it was when the yeah. live village one was uh, yeah. last year and then i came about i think i came third or something on the 5k and i thought well that's very good strange because yeah. <laughs> i didn't even expect <laughs> to finish it because that was very and those hills were yeah, yeah, it, it was quite a steep up quite a there. tough quite a tough event yeah so from August, then <laughs> I did a 10K with the same case in trail running. And then we joined the Dolphins the, Club. The, the running club. Yeah. Oh, and, 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 then and the rest is history. So in, in August, you ran a 5K. Correct. Yeah. And in the following year, August, you ran, August you ran Comrades. Correct, yes. So I, I w we want to get onto your Comrades story, but I want to hear prior to that, you know, when you started running, obviously the liver is crucial, right? The liver is crucial to, uh, to the processing of nutrients, uh, you know, especially as a runner, it's, it's extremely important. Now, running is an immunosuppressor. So basically, it affects your immune system. When you're running, you are breaking down your immune system. We are at a higher risk of infection, at a higher risk of injury, you know. Now, for someone that is terminal and someone that has a, a potential of dying today, how did that affect you mentally? How how difficult was it to sort of keep on getting up every day and thinking, I'm doing this, I'm doing this to myself, but I'm going to keep on doing it? It's a complete paradigm shift because you have to believe that today is not the day. And the other thing that I also started believing is if not today, then when? Because if I'm going to push myself today, I can drop down today or I can drop down tomorrow. It doesn't really matter. Mm. Um, but if not today, then then why not? Let's just make it today yeah. because you can't you can't live on tomorrow. Tomorrow is like we all know. It could be I've got this condition. I've lived with it for call it thirty years. You know, I could have died in multiple car accidents. Yeah. I could have yeah. whatever else could have happened along the way. But I've been given a I can almost say sometimes a gift or a, a pre warning of what's going to happen. It's difficult to accept that it's hanging out there or looming over your head, but it's easier to accept the life that, or the gift of life that yeah. you're given and then rather live that. It's, a, it's such an interesting thought that, because I mean, yeah, I mean, we all, got, we all die. Yeah. Like you just said, like, yeah. we could die in a car crash tomorrow, but I mean, you, you, you've been, you know, like you say, it's almost like gifted with this, with the, with the sense the of, arts of knowing. The foresight of, yeah. of, of knowing. I mean, Nick and I could could drop dead tomorrow, yeah. and we're not living. And we're not living life. Well, uh, you know, yeah, we become complacent. You do. I think. 
I think you learn to appreciate. You learn to appreciate every moment, every opportunity, every race, every training run that you go on, every morning that you wake up and see the sunrise. I think you become extra in tune and learn to appreciate that more. And I think if we can all just learn a little bit from the story, it, it, it should be that, you know. Life, I think, is this gift that uh, we all feel it's it's there, but we don't actually realize until it's it's taken away from us. Yeah. And uh, I mean, I don't want to go down that rabbit hole, but uh, <laughs> it is a rabbit hole. But I think, you know, in relating it back to running, it's like a running journey. You know, it's, it's ups and downs. And I'm sure you've had a lot of downs in your build up to your comrades. So the comrades build up was, I mean, it was absolutely exciting. I mean, the, the only thing you had to do was log on and put in your name and, and surname <laughs> yeah. and, and pay a little fee. Medical aid information. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> At the one stage, I thought I'm just going to put no medical aid, but then I amended that later. But yeah, it was just too easy. You know, there was a hype, there was an excitement. Everybody was talking about comrades, it's the return. <laughs> so I was just sitting behind my computer and I uh, heard, okay, it's open today. So I thought, well, let's do this. And I think it was, it was three months until comrades because from the time that you could enroll to... No, I think from the time you enter, it's, it would have been like early in the year or late November, November, December sort of time the previous year. So twenty for you running in 2022, it would have been 2021. Oh, entering yeah. but you only enter all of your details closer to the race date oh, okay so oh. either way but you, yeah you, you press that enter button correct yeah. and then and you realize you have to run a qualifier <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> unfortunately we managed or i managed to qualify on the first attempt um thanks to to nick um, <laughs> so standing over me and telling me this is what you need to do <laughs> to get there and yeah so you managed to to run your first marathon, building up to that marathon. Tell us a little bit about that. Because I know you said you sort of got into a routine of running every day. Is that just yeah. pretty much what you did? So Yeah, I just started running every day. I think running becomes addictive. You need those endorphins. Um, if you don't have it, you, you start to get angry and a little bit That's irritable. What I, always say. I always say, when you, when you start tapering, yeah, that's when you realize that you, <laughs> that's how badly you no, need. Bradley it. doesn't know what a taper means. He doesn't yeah, no, doesn't believe in don't, taper. Don't do it. Don't do it. I don't do it. I'm like, with you there. It's like a, it's like a crack addict <laughs> losing his, his little <laughs> stash. I promise you, you can't go without it. <laughs> so that's that first marathon. Yeah, so I I was basically running between eight and ten k's most days, and building up to the first marathon, I think I did a. At 21k for the two oceans, that was my first 21k, and then I did another 21k um, marathon, and then uh, that was the Durban International Marathon after that, and that was a 42. And I thought, well, you know, the 21k is just going to be double the pain, of, or the 42k will be double the pain of the 21. So maybe I should just try it. And it was also not the it's good it logic. Yeah, you know, <laughs> you, you know the pain's going to come. So why not just... Also also reminding yourself of the fact that you're going to run 90Ks, so you eventually got to gotta do it. That wasn't on the, on the cards okay, yet. That wasn't, <laughs> that that wasn't but the Durban International was my first um, 42K that I'd ever run. So that's when you just decided, I'm not going to do the 21. I'm going to yeah. just run 42 today. No, let's and the previous run before... A the the 42 was the longest run you'd done was a 21 correct yeah i never run more than <laughs> so that. you just went yeah. and doubled that yeah maybe how do you feel about that training advice 
Oh, I think it's brilliant. I can see you've learned nothing this year, <laughs> my boy. <laughs> <laughs> right. I want. I want to do a hundred miler. So, so how do you run a hundred miler? Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> you just pitch up on the starting line. <laughs> That's Bradley's way of living life, eh? Properly yeah. to the fullest. So yeah. just do it. Just do it. So I you forget, just do I that. Forget what company uh, company slogan that is? Yeah, we're not going to mention companies here, but uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so you ran that forty-two. You yeah. didn't realize, ah, I've qualified. I've actually qualified for comrades. I, I promised after that race I would never run another 42. <laughs> so I got back, yeah, climbing in the bars. Did you hate it? How was the body after that? Was it? I was ill, man. It was terrible. I was yeah, tell us about so the things that you struggle with. Like I know so you struggle with a lot of things, but I know nutrition yeah. is a big deal of it. Yeah. I mean, so nausea, all of that on the runs. How? So it, it's actually, I can almost say day dependent. So on the day, sometimes I'd be able to make five k's and have no form of nausea, no, uh, no any like any um, symptoms of anything. Um, other days I get to five k's and that's that's where my I start struggling. So I even ran a ten k the other day, or the Hollywood bets ten k, and at five k's I thought I was out the race. I thought this is it. I can't believe that I'm feeling so ill. Five k's <laughs> into it, and it was. And and I just finished running comrades, so it's really day dependent. I I, I can't do the caffeine, um, gels, gels, goose, all of that. That's uh, just too much for me. Doesn't it doesn't agree with your your first condition? Yeah, that well, all of it is mostly related. Well, the liver is basically the the organ that's going to metabolize all of that. So now to add a caffeine to something that's already under stress is, is just not going to happen. It's just going to reject everything. That's, that's the end of it. And, and do you ever consider like stopping running for your health? Obviously, the, the mental side of it and living your life and all of that, but do you think it's, um, do you think it's counterproductive for your condition? Do you think that carbon fiber shoes can make a difference in your running speed? You should try Cool Ideas Fiber Internet Solutions for your home or business. They're fast, effective, and take the podium for the best customer service in the game. So if I have to look at my blood results over the last three years, and I had to take my liver function test results and those blood results, the diet changes that I've made and the amount of exercise that I've done my blood results are actually looking better now than what they did at the beginning of the year. So the running is beneficial. So I would, I can, I would be obviously person specific, but at this uh, right now where I'm sitting, you're, my, you're healthier. I'm he- I'm healthier, although not feeling better. So I still sit today with a, it, best way to describe it is toothache, but in my side. So it's like a dull ache. Um, it's always there. It's not. Is that the liver, is that that's yeah. So there's always a dull ache. And then the recovery post a run. So yes, I can get up in the morning and yes, I can go run, but I'm ill for the good two to three weeks where it's, it's the nausea doesn't end. It does, that's there day in, day out. I've got my little, um, I call it wafers that I stick under my tongue just to get me through the day. Um, so there's a lot of struggling that goes with it. But biologically for some reason and blood test results look slightly better than what they did at the beginning of the year which is a little bit confusing even the prof or professor um, that's my the transplant doctor that I have been seeing he's also saying that um, you know, this is defying nature so obviously it's going to I, I can't say it's hopeful 
because mm. it could have just been that test. But we, after a series of tests, we'll be able to say whether or not there's actually more hope of an active and controlled diet lifestyle, or is it just a a lost kick? You know, because yeah, sometimes yeah. your body also does a lost kick before it. it really? Kind of, yeah. So. Sure. I can I can only imagine. I mean, any of us can only imagine the difficulties that you go through on a day to day basis. Never mind when you're putting your body under stress on a marathon on or on a comrades. I mean, we all as runners are familiar with feeling a bit of nausea, feeling a bit of pain. But it just sounds like you know you've gotten so accustomed to to that that it's just that's the norm, you know. So I think when you do something for long enough and you're feeling the same symptoms or feelings for long enough, they become normal to you. So I think you're better able to handle that ph- uh, physiologically and psychologically. But I mean, if we had today and fast forward to your your comrades' race day, I believe yes. you did struggle quite a lot with nausea on that day. It was it wasn't a good day? It wasn't uh, a good day phys- no. physically. No, I was, look, I was prepared for what was going to happen. Um, I just wasn't prepared for it to happen so early on in the race um, or early on in, from the start. I, I felt strong and I, was, I felt ready. Um, also, we had a nice week break or nearly two weeks of just gentle. Oh, so you have tapered. Gen, <laughs> gentle running, so less than the 30Ks, less than the 20Ks. Gentle, gentle <laughs> running. Okay. Yeah. Um, I still was persistent with about a, with a 10K every night or on most days and then on the last week, 5Ks a day and then just obviously the leg loosener the day before. But starting the race, I felt like I, this was my day. I was actually really happy. I was Same. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Same. We all started our yeah. hopes yeah. and dreams. This is yeah. it. This is yeah. easy. <laughs> I was really, I was really mentally prepared for it, and going into it uh, at 15 kilometers, I had to tell my partner, "Look, um, good luck. Go for it. I'll see you at the finish." And so she left and carried on with her her run and um, achieved her goal. Fortunately. But in the beginning, I was I was the one that was telling, saying to her, look, I'm going to leave you if you don't keep up with me. <laughs> and 15Ks later, I was I was basically out of it. At about kilometer 33, I decided that that was me calling it. Um, I, I, I can either back out and say I've got like, I can just use my condition as an excuse and say I did what I could, or I can actually choose today to do it. And there were a couple of options that I gave myself. And so I was just sitting under the tree next to the road and the guys were running past and I was just sitting there chilling, watching people. <laughs> and I, I basically gave myself three options. One is you survive the day and you just go and you go and finish it and just enjoy it. Two is you back out. But you know, if you back out, your mental um, block is going to be there. Or three is you go and you go and race and you race until you drop. And um, at that point, I thought that the, the drop would be real. It would, wouldn't be a, a just drop. It would be hospitalized. Yeah. Or, and I don't know where it would take me. So I decided to just survive <laughs> the day. Those are some pretty dodgy options you yeah. gave yourself there. Eh? Well, yeah. I decided to survive the day. I got up and I didn't think I was going to get up at that point. I got up and I just started walking. I saw some dolphins passing and I tried to join them. But anyway, they carried on and I couldn't. 
say with them. Where's the pod squad? Oh, hey, no. come on, man. It's tr- dropping everybody. It happened to me as well. Hey? <laughs> let, me, let me tell Maybe you. had similar they options. Were, were no <laughs> <laughs> I had similar options. Yeah. But yeah. I, there, I, there were no um, alliances yeah. uh, on Comrades In Day, fairness, no. you chose to survive the day as well, I chose you? to. Yeah. Hey, you know what? Actually, that's true. I chose to survive. I was yeah. like, I also had like 40Ks. I was like, listen, I wasn't going to die. Okay, yeah. but like I felt like I was gonna die. Um, I also was just like, nah, I can't yeah. do this. But um, what what's the point of of arriving at Comrades Day and you know not not oh, finishing because uh, not finishing because like mentally, like just give yeah. it a go. Yeah, no, for sure. Look, uh, um, from there, I mean, the nausea was the whole way. So I'd just be taking Valoid after Valoid, uh, doubling them up, trying three at a time. And then, and then and from what we what we heard from, who was it? What did we hear? That, well, obviously, so when you start medicating, when the more uh, medication that you... It was Martin, Martin hey. Curry. Episode yeah. 16, I Episode think? 16, yeah. there you go. Go give Very it a listen. Um, <laughs> if the more medication, obviously, you start taking, the harder that your liver is... Metabolizing, metabolizing. So, so you were really not doing your body any favors. So, yeah. Even afterwards, the doctor is telling me, "Well, why are you taking Valoid? Because you're gonna, it's gonna make you more drowsy and useless. All of that as well." So I said, "Well, that would explain why I don't remember anything <laughs> <laughs> that happened on that day." And painkillers. <laughs> Yeah, I had my, my pain box. <laughs> so you were taking no, it all, eh? Everything. <laughs> I didn't skip a thing. But it was there next to the road. Or, I was, uh, I was taking as a, as a disclaimer, we're going to say this is not recommended yeah. advice, guys. But, yeah, uh, for sure. But Brad, did you, your doctor met you en route as well? Is that so? Yeah, Prof. Adam. Well, it was <laughs> was there. he the one distributing the painkillers? <laughs> yeah, he was looking at me and he, he, just, said, he just said to me, look, um, I thought that you didn't come see me because of uh, lockdown. And I actually thought you had passed. So to Ew. see you here. And then you're like, look at me wow. now, bitch. Yeah. To, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> look at me now. <laughs> and he said, no, you just, you've just defied nature. I don't understand it. And I said to him, well, I'll come and see you afterwards, after this, and then we'll, we'll carry on with the schedule. That must have felt things. like a, like a, like Big a that's, that's a core memory moment right there. Seeing yeah, the, is that the doctor that gave you that, um, that same the terminal? Correct. Yeah. Yeah. And he, he was, he was so happy to actually see me there because um, you know, he didn't expect that and he said that you're, you're defying nature and you know, let's yeah. just work that's with it that that's, that's, goose, that's goosebumps goosebumps yeah. moment goosebumps moment that's and then I beat him so <laughs> <laughs> you beat him yeah I told him no I'm gonna do. I ran away from him so, <laughs> so he was actually running the comrades yeah he ran comrades oh he so ran he comrades ran yeah. him. that's yeah. even oh, better yeah. bad. that is incredible yeah. <laughs> well done man so that's, that is an awesome awesome little story yeah, but, so but apart no, from, just uh, quickly because yeah. you said you didn't remember the day but yeah. you remember yeah. that part eh? I remember that part that's well I'm gonna test your memory because now I wanna go go through it so obviously at like 30 k's you were sitting under a tree correct then yes. you got up I got and then up. you started pushing through obviously yeah. now you have 60 k's left right so talk us through those 60 k's or can you just not remember so uh, i'll talk you through uh, a little what you can remember what i can yeah. remember and the the one thing that i can remember was a photograph on my phone yeah which said 50 k's to go <laughs> <laughs> and i kept on looking at this picture because <laughs> i didn't know when i took it <laughs> exactly but I'd, I'd taken this photo of 50 kilometers to go it's like here i die <laughs> oh. <laughs> 50 so, yeah it was quite a yeah so and then there were there are parts where I don't know, at one stage, probably just before Sherwood, a 
kilometer 77 or something when I went back on my Strava app. I was running at four and a half minutes a K <laughs> for about three kilometers. You're running faster than Dave at that stage. <laughs> so there, there's... Hey. <laughs> And so me, <laughs> and you, yeah. Do you, do you remember the, the Kozny boys? I do. Yeah, that was quite a. Did quite you try an and give any of them a half five? I did. Did they give you a half five? Oh, yeah, there were a couple. Yeah. This is where Davy's memory mm. is <laughs> very strong from the day. Mm. Yeah. I, I I try to give someone <laughs> a half went, five. They weren't interested. You know, they, they just faked they, it. They, they faked mo- it. They moved the hand out oh, the really? way. It was my darkest part of comrades. Oh, I finally sick. got in there and I was like. I was like, here we are, stop being so miserable, running past, and I see all the boys coming, I'm like, yes, yes, a, f- a half five. First guy that I reached my hand out to, I'm like, I'm now pumped. I'm like, woo, hand out. He co- puts his hand out, I'm like, yay, and he just goes, drops Whoops. his hand. He's like, psych, <laughs> and I promise you, I was furious. That was the death of Davey on Comrades. The that death. was the reason. Hey? I wrote an email to the principal of Com- <laughs> uh, the, of, uh, of Kersney. No, I didn't, but um, it's still in my draft box. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to find the words. <laughs> so, okay, so Sherwood, yeah. 77 Ks or so. Running 77 Ks or so, running fast. Yeah, I, but there again, I thought, well, this is probably that last kick before you drop. Because... <laughs> It doesn't make sense. You know, you, you know when people are lying in hospital and they're just about to, yeah. to yeah. give up the ghost, yeah. they suddenly like come awake and alive and then like midnight <laughs> or 2 a.m. So you just live you your life like this. You just keep on pushing yourself to the next level. So do you ever have like a burst of energy and, <laughs> and think to yourself, well, here we go. <laughs> I do. I, I, sometimes I do. And I sit back and I think, okay, well, like I, a, I'll have to manage this one. And others, I just think, well, let me go with it. I'm here now. So, so running a PB for you is like a like a pro and a con. Like, yeah, yeah. PB, but oh. yeah. it's that last kick. Yeah, could it be? Was it? <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Okay, but in, but in all seriousness, okay, so. You had that kick. You had that kick. And then you 10Ks away from home. Yes. 10Ks away from yeah. the finish. It Do you remember any of that? There was no way I wasn't going to finish there. Push there. What I, was your finishing time? It was 11.02, so 11 hours, two Oh, minutes. done. Well managed. So That's a very comfy, comfy time. When, yeah, when I got that kick, I passed, I don't know how many buses. <laughs> <laughs> I was running through these people. They must have thought, they what like is skittles. this guy doing? Yeah. They must have thought, where did this guy start? He probably started. I want to see your Strava though, because like, yeah. I'm like, I've heard stories. Yeah. Nick also reckons he was running three minutes a K. No, no, there was a the stage. hallucinations. Yeah. Oh, I want to see the devil chasing you. Yeah. Or, or who knows? But it so actually, it was real. And yeah, I was running through buses like people were skittles. They must get out <laughs> the way. It was, yeah. I just had to get. You felt strong, yeah. and for every person you pass, you feel even stronger, even better. So Thank now you, you can songs. see the stadium in the distance. Yes, that's when you know I'm. I've got it. Yeah, I'm running it. I'm going to finish it. And then, then I realized, or actually there was a guy behind me that said, we can actually go for uh, bronze, I think it was. And I, that wasn't even part of my, my plan. My plan was obviously a bull run. But if I had had a good day, it would have been a, close to possible. Yes. I wouldn't say definitely possible, but close to possible. And after sitting down under the tree, I decided that it doesn't matter as long as it's finished. Yeah. Um, and then hearing with like four or five Ks to go that we can actually make a bronze, it was, a, it was hard work, but I, I missed it, which is not, I'm uh, still happy to get what I got. Yeah. But 
that eleven oh two was was owned. Well, it yeah, well deserved. Just and that feeling of coming into the stadium, can you can you describe it? I actually ran into the stadium as you should. As you should, yeah. That ground is it's just does something to you, eh? Knowing that you've done something. Knowing that, that that feeling, I don't know. I and don't and only you know it though, because like, because like, yes. obviously, I mean, looking at you, you look healthy, right? Yeah. I mean, so like, only you know, like, what you are, what you are what overcoming and and achieving. Because if I pass you on the street, I'm gonna think you're a normal person, correct? Right? Yeah. I mean, I mean, you're not, you're not lying in hospital. You're not in a, in a wheelchair. So, yeah. it's um, it it's also not something that a lot of people can see. You know, yes. so it, it truly is amazing. Like As you're saying, defying the odds. I mean, you think of someone that is terminal, you definitely don't think of yourself. Yeah. No, I, I've managed to separate that and, and myself. So, yes, the, no, it, it is there. But to, to live it, I'm not going to live it. And, and how many people have similar conditions to you? Is it quite it's, rare? It's very rare. Um, I think the chances of people that have autoimmune diseases and disorder, it's one in 100 million. What? Hundred million or ten million? Sorry, I'll, I'll get the facts right. But I think it's one in ten million or something. It's very, very rare. And then, obviously, obviously, your survival rate after the transplant is also another issue. So, are you? Um, I mean, what, would you be hesitant to get the transplant? Because I mean, obviously, you're living a. I mean, I don't know a lot about you know about so the disease, but so even with a transplant, my body's going to do exactly the same. So the sclerosing cholangitis, it's just the hardening of the, or the, of bile, the bile ducts. ducts. And even with a transplant, the second liver, that, or the transplant liver that I do have, my body will do exactly the same to that one. So it might not just be the one that I'd need. It would be maybe a second or a third. So at this point, the one that I have, I have to use absolutely to its absolute end before we can even or before I would even consider it I'd rather let other people have a chance at something which can extend their life a lot further um, whereas if I have to go for a transplant every five years yeah. you, know, you know there's there's a lot of people yeah. that are going to lose out on, on actual full uh, a full life as but, well. I mean your story is just it's so inspiring and I hope that you know people listening to this are inspired to go and donate donate bloods become become organ donors because i mean that's that's essentially what people in your situation need more of is that so you can be a donor you can be a living donor you can donate a kidney you can donate a part of your liver and they can grow it in labs there's there's so much that can still be done um and it's not it shouldn't be something that is has to be terminal but unfortunately, it's not very common that people are prepared to give up a part of themselves because they don't understand uh, that you don't need two, kid uh, two kidneys, for example, to actually live. Okay, well, hold on. So your liver, do we do, I don't know anything about livers. Do we have two livers? <laughs> one liver. You have one liver. One liver, but okay. It no, does sorry. <laughs> Leah, our producer is <laughs> looking at me like I've, <laughs> like I've failed my exam. Um, but no, no, no. I want to. I want to understand the situation so our listeners can also understand. So you said you can um, donate part of your liver. You can donate part of your liver. Your liver actually grows back. So your liver is one of the only organs in the body that actually can regenerate and uh, grow back itself. Okay. Um, and in terms of bloods and all of that, does I mean is that also something that um, is that that someone like you would benefit from? I mean blood transfusions. Yeah. So 
the same thing. Your liver is what um, filters all the blood, all the dead blood cells, all of that goes through the liver and obviously gets all of all of that obviously becomes waste. So blood transfusions, I, I, I don't believe that it is an option or I haven't researched or I don't know the actual, um, if how that would help. I know in dialysis for kidneys, yes, that's a different thing. But in, in this condition, as far as I know, no. It wouldn't be. Yeah. And Brad, just going back to, to the comrades there, obviously nutrition being a big uh, yeah. talking point of things that we have chatted about. On the day, what did you what did you eat? What did you how did you get through the nausea? I, I had one croissant <laughs> <laughs> in my pocket, which I still had at the end. So, so no. I actually I, I didn't have anything. I couldn't you didn't I eat couldn't anything. stomach anything. I, I the day was a day of, of being nauseous in the bush. That was it. No, I couldn't drinks. Water didn't stay down. Um, Coke didn't stay down. I I managed to get a bottle of sparkling water from my brother in Hillcrest, and I got a bit of that to yeah. stay in. But other than that, I, by the time I got to the finish line, uh, it was straight to hospital. Basically, I first went to the Dolphins to just check what what kind of support was happening there, <laughs> but then. None, let me tell you that much. <laughs> <laughs> I was sitting there and I had to get up and run to the bathroom and I came back being nauseous. And as I sat down, I had to get up and run back being nauseous. Obviously but nothing. you must have felt Just like so confused. Cause try like heaving the whole time and confused, completely dizzy. But like you were I so happy because you just finished the comrades. Supposed to be. Yeah, I was ecstatic finishing the, con- uh, finishing the comrades, I must say. And no one can tell you anything about yourself. If you've done the comrades, you've accomplished something that, that no one can take away from you. And that's a lifelong lesson and a lifelong lesson that you've taught yourself as well, that sure. you are you. No one is going to improve you. No one is going to uh, put you down. There's no one else that can judge who you are. You are you and you've accomplished this. I love that. Yeah. I really, really, really like that. And yeah. through that, you achieved your dream. I achieved my dream. This is something that you watch on TV and you think this is impossible. Even sitting in, uh, I will say, that we, I sat in church one day and that one guy told me, you know, he's going to run Comrades in the next couple of years. And I told him, there's no way I'll ever be able to run it. It's just, it's just how do you do that? <laughs> how do you even, I said, I'll run maybe a 5K or something. And then just this, this mind shift that, or this paradigm shift that I had where I put everything up put the elf on the shelf <laughs> put everything on the shelf and I said there is no you without you so there's no me without me in this world let me go out and be me and just that was enough for me to actually make the decisions to live mm. and and carry on now that's a very powerful mantra and um you mentioned you went to hospital after comments yeah so look at that driving wasn't stopping I was just didn't stop I got up, I walked um, out the stadium, saw Nick, he asked me, how did it go? I said, well, it went well. <laughs> and uh, three or four steps later, I said, where's the tent? Because yeah. I'm going to drop. Yeah. And fortunately, Shane was there. She said, that, uh, we're going to find the tent. We found and, the tent. And Nick just said, I'll, I'll let you do it. And yeah. just walked off. <laughs> I <I'm don't>, sure. <laughs> Nick was struggling to walk at the time. I'll let you know. The fact that Nick was walking, the, the, like he the, says, the, was... Those was stairs were a problem. I, I don't remember remember those stairs. Bro, I, I cried. 
I cried I, for those stairs. I took a selfie of me when I saw the stairs because my camera was the wrong way on my phone. I'll show that to you later. But yeah, my eyes were like saucers. I just couldn't believe what I was seeing. So you got, so you got a photo of that finished line yeah. shot. Eh? Now we must we must get it onto the show. People must uh, they must visualize this. <laughs> that, and that, um, that's scary. <laughs> <laughs> and tell me, what are your plans? You know, going from here. Obviously, comrades, tick the box, and I'm sure you've you've now got a taste for what your what you can achieve. So my question is: Was that enough? Are you drawing the line there, or is there something else on the horizon that you think you want to challenge yourself to do? So my body is not finished. Yeah. So I'm going to re-enroll. I'm going to go for comrades again this year. I would like to do my back-to-back. I can't tell you that I'll make it to the date. I can't tell you that on the day I I'll, I'll, I'll might pitch up on the start line, but they might carry me off on a stretcher. Um, but I believe that... Does that not scare you? I'm ready for that. Do you not think so that you should just like, just, like take a... Take a Maybe just wants you to take it easy. I just yeah. want you to be Maybe. okay. I <laughs> just like, uh, it's yeah. It's um. So. I mean, I take my hat off to you because you're doing what you want and you and you're doing what's going to make you happy. And and I'm I'm I would never stop anybody from doing that. But yeah, I just. <laughs> so do you want to sit at your desk one day? No, exactly. And and, and drop dead of a heart attack, or exactly, would you rather yeah. drop dead of a heart attack doing something that you love? And uh, that no, was. I can't argue with that. Yeah, I really so can't argue with that. There were two two things. One was I'd either die on a motorbike because that's like that would be my next passion, is climbing on. I'd, I had a super bike for a while, and that was like, <laughs> if I die on my motorbike, just tell everybody I was the happiest I could ever yeah. be, and it doesn't matter. So when I was on that motorbike, that was me and the and the road, and that I would be happy to die like that. And I'd take the same situation and say running is doing that for me right now and i'll be happy if i go out one foot going in front of the other and face planting and that's it that you know, little bumps. jiggle on the floor you know flop like a fish as they say <laughs> if if that happens to me while i'm running that's that's how i'd like to go that well, would be my it's it's good to hear it's yeah. sure um, brad yeah <laughs> this has been an incredible story so grateful for you to have been able to share this with us because i think it truly is special what you've been able to do what you've been able to achieve um, how, how mentally strong you have been and you know how you've just set your mind onto this this positive mindset and uh, you're not letting anything get in your way so I mean I'm I'm lost for words and I'm I'm sure I'm sure that if your body can hold up you'll be able to get the dreams of achieving that bill row and just knowing the times that you that you've been able to run even on your shorter distances you you are fast you know that 430 pace that you were doing at 77 k's isn't a freak uh, <laughs> accident you you know you can run it's just you know your body your body is is what it is but your mind can can take you through that so Thank you for sharing the story. And, and we're going to pencil in um, a follow-up episode for the new year to to just see how the journey is going. Because no, Davey's, <laughs> Davey's worried. <laughs> Make sure that you're yeah. still with us. Um, and then once you've completed comrades, I want to hear all about that one and the bull run. So, yes. so yeah. we're going to have we've to pencil that one in, please. We've got big goals, big dreams. And, and you're doing two oceans. And I'm doing two Fifty six. Yes, I'm going to do 56. Nick and I will yeah. see you there. We're very excited for that one. Yeah, I'm going to do the 56 and the following day, the 21. I'm just kidding. Oh. <laughs> 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 David was about you. to stand up and be like, no, I'm no, done with this. No, I'm no, done no, with this no, guy. Please. <laughs> <laughs> 
No, I, I must say it's it's again a dream to do the fifty six the two oceans. I did do the twenty one. I was very surprised at how I managed to um, run it at that. I did a one a one thirty three one hour thirty three at that. Sure. So. Yeah, it was a very, <laughs> very big surprise for myself. Even I don't know what happened on the day. It was either uh, a kick, uh, <laughs> the last kick, and yeah, it was lots of last kicks. <laughs> so yeah, it was one of those days, fortunate days. So definitely the fifty six is on the cards, um, and then following that, I'll do the comrades this year again. Awesome! Can't wait, I can't wait to see it. Thank you so much, man. Thank I appreciate it. Thanks, guys.